and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Exer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Ask My Mom podcast. Um, today we are going to talk about stocks and bonds. Our Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode seemed to be pretty popular. We had a lot of downloads and a lot of good feedback on it. So I thought it would be a good time to talk about the different parts of investing. So we're just going to focus specifically though on stocks versus bonds. We're going to cover the basics. I'm really excited for this episode because I have no idea what stocks and bonds are. I mean, I know stock is when you own like stock in a company, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I don't know what a bond is. And for some reason, Jenna and I got into a conversation about stocks. Okay. Preface is Jenna, Jenna 16. I don't know if everyone knows that. And we were talking about stocks and bonds and I was trying to explain the difference. And she's like, mom, just stop. <laughs> so I thought maybe this would be a good episode for our younger listeners who really just don't know because these are good economics class. And most of us, I think, learned this at like our senior year in high school, economic stuff. I don't know who most of us is because I did not learn this. You didn't learn stocks and bonds in high school in your no. economics class? No, I just told you I don't know what this is. I, I have no idea what a bond is. I mean, it would be okay to forget, but... No, I don't. There, I did not learn what a bond well, is. Well, and I, I think that. I forgot most of what I had learned back then too. Like I had to relearn it, but... Well, mine wasn't that long ago, so I don't think I <laughs> forgot. True. I'm telling you, I didn't learn this. Okay, well, well, today you're going to learn it. All right. Today you're going to learn it. What's a stock and what's a bond? Okay, so simplified definition. We're just going to keep it simple. Stocks, like you said, you are a part owner in the company. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. You own stock in a company, so yeah. it's a piece of it. Right, so the, buying a stock makes you a part owner. Cool. And a bond makes you a creditor to the company. Mm. So that means you own part of their debt. They're borrowing money from you at an agreed upon interest rate. Okay. So what, like, what is a scenario when you would buy a bond or sell, would you sell a bond? I don't, how do you acquire a bond to a company? Well, it just depends on what your goals are is what you would do. So in our, who wants a billion mil- millionaire episode, you said repeatedly, because you knew this word, diversification. So owning both stocks and bonds helps you be more diversified. But I don't understand what, like, okay, I can buy a stock in a company. What is, how do you lend a company money? Do they come to you? Do you go to them? Like, where does that come from? Well, you go to a, you would go to a financial planner, first of all, Mm -hmm. but you could purchase them from a brokerage and they can sell you either stocks or bonds. Financial planner will do that for you. You can do it on your own through phone apps and such as well. Um, Your 401k is going to own both stocks and bonds. Oh, okay. To stay more diversified. When you're thinking about if you want to purchase a stock or a bond, you know, having your goals in mind is super important because you are always going to want to think, are you investing long-term, mid-term, short-term, because mm-hmm. the safety, liquidity, and yield come into play at that point. 
What is that? So the safety is how secure is your investment, right? So we talked about, we touched on this a little bit in the other podcast. High risk and then lower risk investments. Right. And liquidity means how quickly can you turn it into cash? Heard that. Okay. And then the yield is how much you're going to make off of that investment. But you can't know that for sure, right? Because it's an investment and as it like goes up and down. Not 100%. No. But it's like you're projected. Well, depends on the product. Okay. First, you need to know that you will never have safety, liquidity, and yield all at the same time. Okay. Tell me more about how that works because they sounded like things that you would do all of. Well, that would be the ideal, right? To be able to do all of it, but you will never, ever have all three. Why? So if your investment is a safe investment, uh-huh. you will probably not have as high of a yield. So you're not going to okay. make as much on something that's safer. If you want something that's super high yield, you're giving mm-hmm. up some safety. That's something that's more volatile. And it may not be as liquid either. So like a real estate investment would be more liquid because you could sell it in a short period of time and have cash. Your bank account- Oh, see, I was thinking that a house would be not very liquid because it takes time to sell. A few months though. So it's not as liquid as your savings account or your checking account. That's the most liquid thing you own. Right. But what would be less liquid than a house? Like your 401k. Oh, because I can't pull out of that really without paying like a fee at all. Yeah. So, I mean, you can pull out of it, but there's, you're going to lose a lot of money. Got it. Okay. So we get the stocks and bonds in the company. How does that make me money is the thing. Why you even want a stocks and a bond. So you want some stocks and bonds as an investment. This is a good place to start because you're investing to make money off your money. You so want your- anytime you're investing, are you doing stocks and bonds? Well, I mean, there's other things, commodities and things like that, but that's a whole nother level. We already have our 401k set up. That's working for us. Now we're ready to take it to the next step, right? We're okay, ready. So, but when, when people are talking about just like being in an, an investor and working in the stock market, this is what they're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Investing in the stock market. Now you would have somebody do that for you in most cases. Like I would never take $10,000 and go and try to figure it out myself. Well, we're not talking about people with $10,000 to blow on it. I'm just trying to understand what this is. Okay. So your 401k. So we'll back up to your 401k. When you are choosing which 401k you want to be in, there's going to be different options. And some of it is going to be stocks and some of it's going to be bonds and some of it's going to be a mix of both because stocks are more volatile normally and bonds are normally safer. So as your stocks go up and down, you want to have those bonds in there to keep things kind of even because if the stocks drop, your bonds are still kind of settled across the middle. They're chugging along, but your stocks can take off, but then they can also drop. So bonds don't do that as much. Not nearly as much. Now, it depends on the company, things like that. And there's different kinds of bonds and different kinds of stocks. Right. Like it's but still, there's still risk with it because it's investing, but it's right. So there's generally going to be safer than. Yeah. So bonds. your bonds normally will have the safety, but maybe not the yield and possibly not the liquidity because normally you have to keep a bond for a certain period of time for the payoff to happen. Got stocks it. you can sell 
but there's always the risk of the stock market dropping. So for example, you know, I have my little stockpile app on my phone where I buy teeny pieces of little bits of stock because it's just, you know, it's not like bazillions of dollars. I think it's only worth like a couple hundred, but I think it's mm -hmm. fun. Like you wanted some Tesla. So I bought $25 of Tesla, right? So fun. You, so you own $25 of, well, actually you own more than $25 of Tesla because Tesla is going up. I missed the boat on selling the Tesla because wow. a few weeks ago that Tesla stock skyrocketed for one day. It went way, way high. And I, I don't have time right now to look and see what the it's at right now, but it mm -hmm. went up like, like tons. Like can't remember the exact number. Wow. You really missed the boat on that one. And then the very next day it plummeted back down. You're supposed to be my financial pl planner. That's my Tesla stock. Why didn't that well, happen? I am not a financial planner. So my financial out. planner. I'm your financial counselor. But I wasn't paying attention because I don't look at it every day because I'm just la leaving them go. But so the risk is if I had bought that Tesla when it was the most expensive and the next day it plummeted. So mm -hmm. there's a risk, but then, and you need to know when to sell, which I'm just- Buy low, sell high. I don't, that is- There, a, there you go. I've heard. Exactly. So stocks can be risky and you can miss the okay. boat like I did, but also on the phone app, if I would have chose to sell it on the day it went way high, it actually would not have sold that day because it takes them time to get the sell. So having a brokerage firm is better. For, for actually investing in stock. Find little bits and pieces just to see what's going on is one thing. But if you're actually investing long-term, big amounts of money, you may want to get a, um, a brokerage firm. Okay, so I have a better understanding of what stocks and bonds are now. Okay, so we bonds, can We can move forward. Well, I didn't really explain the bond deeper. Oh, it's, there's more? Yeah, so that was the stock. But okay, a bond, you normally purchase for a specific amount and the interest that you're going to owe or earn on that bond, you're usually going to know that in advance. And the bond will then have a maturity date. So that's what makes them not so liquid. So you have to keep it for that amount of time to get that amount of interest. And then bonds okay. will normally pay out their interest twice a year. So bonds can okay. be used for income if you have enough. How much, do you, how much is enough? Well, like enough for what you need as part of your income. So when okay. people are older, like that's a good thing. They buy the bond and they make, they get their payout twice a year and then the maturity dates hits and they can buy it again or move on to the next one. But usually that's when you have a, a financial advisor or brokerage firm. Okay. So the easiest way to purchase either one, like I said, is a brokerage firm. Okay. Um, and the phone apps, there's websites, you can do it yourself. But if you don't really have the education to do it yourself, I don't advise that you do it yourself. But when you go to a brokerage firm, there are questions you want to ask. You definitely want to know the fees. You want to know the commissions. Is it a flat rate? Are they going to charge you a percentage of what you're earning? How much help are they actually going to give you? Are you picking yourself? You know, so the different levels of service are going to cost different amounts of money. The harder they work, obviously, the more they're going to charge. So you need to know what your needs are. 
and what your understanding is. And this is not the time where we want to puff up and act like we know more than we know, because mm-hmm. we actually, this is our money. This is our livelihood. This is here for our, you know, our retirement or for those um, goals that we're working towards. So having the advice of a professional, I highly recommend. Okay. Noted. So if you want to go purchase stock in Starbucks, can you? Um, if they're a publicly traded company. Very good. Okay. What if you wanted to buy in Kate Spade? Um, Kate Spade is now owned by Coach, and I think Coach is publicly traded. No, Kate Spade is owned by Michael Kors, and I think Michael Kors is publicly traded. Okay. Because it sold to them upon her right before or right after she passed away. RIP Kate Spade. I don't know. I don't, I haven't looked any of these things up. You didn't think I knew that much about publicly traded companies. I knew that you would know. That's why I asked on that one. Okay. So the first time a company decides to go public and sell stock, it's called an IPO, an initial public offering. So this happened back in 2012 with Facebook. Do you remember? Do you remember when they were issuing their IPO? In 2012, how would I know what what Facebook was issuing an (laughs) IPO as? In 2012, I was like a freshman in high school. This was a big deal. It was all over the news. People were all in a tizzy. Everybody was running out and getting their IPO for Facebook. And they sold really high. And then the next day, it wasn't worth what everybody just paid for it. But it's probably worth it now, right? It's worth it now, yeah. So they were- If you wrote it out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what you do. Like if it drops, like the Tesla, I still have it because I'm going to wait till it goes back up again. Um, so what happened was Facebook, they wanted to raise $5 billion. And to do that, they decided to sell off pieces of the company. To I would investors. also like to raise $5 billion. Do you have a company? We, could we sell some pieces of Ask My Mom? <laughs> I am the company. <laughs> But I will sell a finger for $5 billion. I will sell go. a literal piece of myself. <laughs> for $5 billion? For $5 billion, yeah, for sure. You'd let somebody cut your finger off for $5 billion? I'd let someone cut a finger off for $1 billion. I don't think you understand how much money a billion dollars is. I don't know. I don't think. Fight a billion dollars. You call me Nine Finger Noel. <laughs> <laughs> I, would let, I would let someone cut off a finger for a billion dollars. Okay, I don't know. That but if I they're would. offering five, then I will take five. Not if I, I guess if you put me under anesthesia and it was surgically removed. But if you just came at me with a pair of scissors, the answer is going to be no. If you came at me with a hatchet in one hand and a car trunk full of a billion dollars in the other hand, and you said, we're going to take your pinky and you can have a billion dollars, I would put my hand on the table and say, go for it. Or do you know the knife game that kids used to play where they like take the pencil or a knife and they like in between all their fingers and they go back and forth? Yeah. And they get faster and faster and it makes you nervous. Yeah. That is what I would say. Go ahead, do it. And he could play that little game with a hatchet until he w- took a finger out for a billion dollars. For a billion dollars. Okay. I don't think so. I guess I'm a chicken. I guess I, d- I don't need a billion dollars. You gotta be, I guess you're just not about your paper. <laughs> I don't need all those Benjamins. <laughs> I, I guess our views on things change too as we age like i'm fine i'm but i feel content. like you don't even need that finger at this point <laughs> that's my favorite You're, finger you can pick the finger maybe they're all my favorite fingers well you gotta prioritize girl <laughs> <laughs> my fingers so anyway so stocks are purchased 
on stock exchanges. So you've heard of the New York Stock Exchange, right? That's, so that's, that's the big one. That's Wall Street. That's Wall Street. So that is a physical market. So people, there's actually people there. You've seen them in the movies yelling and hollering and the bell ringing and all that. Yeah, stuff. they got papers flying. Yeah. I'm thinking like the Wolf of Wall Street when they start like shredding everything. Yeah. So that is a physical market, but there's also over-the-counter markets, which like the NASDAQ, they do electronic exchanges. How are we purchasing bonds? Like you still go to your financial planner, right? Right. So you still go to a brokerage firm. Um, but when you're purchasing a bond, you're, you're basically lending that company or that government your money. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, they're held for a specific amount of time. You know how much money you're going to make in advance. Normally you have to purchase a thousand dollars at a time. Okay. You can also purchase bonds through exchange traded funds or ETFs. So bonds, so it's not just the debt of a company that you're buying, like you're loaning that company money. It's also governments and your little bond that you talked about in the other episode that grandma bought you, your savings bond. Oh, my grandma got me a savings bond when I was little and I don't know, I don't know where it is or what it means. (laughs) Well, you should find it, but you own- You should find it. (laughs) So you- Grandma loaned the government money and it, you have to wait to its maturity date and then you get whatever that interest was that was agreed upon. So it was- Do those the, expire? No. They can always appreciate. We're going to need to put our hands on that. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, treasury notes, treasury bonds. They each have a specific purpose for the type of invest, investment goal. So bonds- um, or governments, when you're buying a government bond, usually a low credit risk, right? They're backed by the government. I mean, does that really mean much? What if the government collapses? Well, then we're all screwed. So everything's... Then, yeah. Everything's I mean, screwed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But does the government, when we are like in a deficit as a nation, does that mess up our bonds or they just kind of stay the same? Well, if you bought it at this agreed upon rate, that's what the rate has to that's remain. That's what you get. Okay. That's cool. what you get. So um, that is, wait, I'm trying to go back to your acronym. The safety is high. Yes. Safe. Lots of safety. Not, not a lot much, of yield. Not, not, not very much, li- how do you say the word? Liquidity? Liquidity. Yeah, not liquid. I don't think that's a word. And not high yield either. But, but a yield, just a small one. Yeah. Okay. So you can buy, like sometimes you've heard municipal bonds. So like a town or a county or a parish will sell bonds. Like if you they keep want to- saying you've heard of, and I have not heard of it. <laughs> okay. I guess I just assume. Um, <laughs> so if a, if a town wants to build a new playground and they don't have the money, they could sell municipal bonds to raise the money to build that playground. And then everybody gets paid back their money and that agreed upon time and it agreed upon interest rate. So sometimes when a, town's trying to make improvements that's what they'll do and on municipal bonds are those still normally a thousand dollars or those can go lower or about the same it would be up to up to whatever they ask for yeah so they can there's lots of different types of bonds so your interest rate might not be that high but as a as a resident of that town you might want to do that to help have that school or playground or whatever built okay I like that. That actually, that doesn't sound bad. I like that. 
And then there's, you can go deeper into bonds, like convertible bonds. You can buy them as a bond and can exchange them for stock. A convertible um, bond is what James Bond drives. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 007 bond. <laughs> 007. He's shaken, not stirred. Um, I was gonna it, make a mean. I was gonna make a Mean Girls quote from that when you said that. I was like, why is she quoting Mean Girl? <laughs> James. I didn't Bond. know that was a James Bond. Quote. How is it a Mean Girls quote? Okay, in Mean Girls, there's a there's the rap by one of the mathletes, and he goes, "Shush, shaken, not stirred." I'm Kevin Napore. The G is silent when I sneak through your door. I'm not gonna say the next line because it's explicit. Okay, don't but it's say from it. Mean Girls, and I thought, uh-huh. I mean, I've heard "shaken not stirred" before, also, but like that's the, <laughs> when you say it, that is where my head goes. Oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah, that's how he likes his martinis. So does Kevin Napore. <laughs> Apparently, you're so All right. funny. All right. Anyway. Oh, thanks. Anyway, um, so one of the safer things about a bond is if a company files for bankruptcy and you own stock, your stock can become absolutely worthless. Well, probably will because they file bankruptcy. So you get nothing. But if you own bonds, you're a creditor, right? So when somebody files bankruptcy, creditors have to be paid. So you could still make your money or at least get part of your money back. But if you have a stock, you could be SOL. Okay, so that's definitely a benefit to bonds. Yeah, but as also well. with that well, safety comes the other two are lower. Are lacking. But I can see like how you were saying it's important to have both because stocks can be more volatile and this is more kind of median across. I think that would be part of it too is that if the company goes under, you'll still get something back whereas the stock is such a big risk yeah. in that way but potentially could make a lot of money. So I do, right. I can see why it's important to have both so that if one bottoms out, you still have somewhat of a reliable income. Right. Exactly. So there's no guarantee on bonds either, but still much safer. Okay. Now the problem with like when you're buying government bonds, the interest earned on a government bond does not always keep up with inflation. I don't know if we talked about this in the other episode. I think we may have. Oh. So that's kind of what you, you like mentioned it. Yeah. And that's something to be cognizant of if you're buying bonds for long-term investing and you have a lot of them, you want to try to at least beat inflation. When you go to purchase bonds, you do want to check the rating. So if you're using a financial planner or an investment professional, they're going to do that for you. But if you're out trying to figure this out yourself, check the rating because you want to make sure that they have a good rating so that you aren't put in a position where you're going to lose your money. Because there are some fraud out there with there's always fraud stocks and bonds. Yeah. So if they don't have a good rating, it may be mean that company is already on the verge of bankruptcy or something like that. Or it's a company that already went bankrupt, but the stock or the bond is still floating out there and people buy them super cheap and try to sell them. It's called a pump and dump. Where that's what pregnant, no, no, that's what breastfeeding mothers do. That, that is also after but, they drink. But people will buy stock because the stock is still out there from a bankrupt company or a company that's gone out of business and then they'll buy a bunch of it so it looks like the value this is the simplified version so it looks like the value mm-hmm. is going up so then they'll try to sell them at a higher rate but then they're really worthless because there's actually nothing 
to back them up. So you want to check on this stuff. Investor.gov is a wonderful, and I know I've mentioned this website on numerous podcasts. It's a wonderful website to go to, to check these things out. Okay. Um, so when you're investing, know your goals. Like that's number one. We should always know our goals. And we talk about this all the time. Do your budget so you can figure out what your goals are. You know, are you saving for a car, a house, retirement, a second home, a big vacation, whatever you're saving for, there are things you can do other than just your savings account to help you reach that goal. Mm -hmm. But you have to know what that goal is so you can figure out what to invest in. And that's where a financial planner is a really good resource or a really good person to have because they're going to go deep into what your goals are and where you see yourself. And they will be able to pick the best, best vehicles for you to reach those goals. So you, even if you're saving for a, a car, there's more than just your savings account, but get that help. You also okay. need to know your risk tolerance and your time horizon. And I think we talked about this in the other episode, right? Your risk tolerance and your time horizon. We kind of talked about this at the beginning of this episode. No? no. What did we mention it? We didn't go deep. But I think oh, we yeah, talked yeah. about it in that other episode where your time horizon, how much more time do you have? So if it's just a car in three years. Oh, we did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. But what's your risk tolerance? So can you, how aggressive can you be for three years in your investment? What right, like are you willing younger, to lose? We talked about when you're younger, you do the more high risk investments because you have, I mean, I have 30 years before I'm approaching retirement that I can, I can afford, I have the time to wait to let the stocks go up and down and see where they're at and let it kind of compound. And if it dips for five years straight, I still have time to come out of it. Whereas you are closer to retirement age. So you might not want to be as risky with yours. Right. 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 But if you're saving for just three years for a car, your risk tolerance may not be as high because right. if the stock market drops right at the end of that three years before you recoup your, your money, so that's, those are the kind of things you want to look at, but always choose what's best for you. So get an advisor, listen to what they have to say, but, but right. taking their advice normally will help you, but make sure investor.gov, they're legit. They're not making you promises. There's never a guaranteed rate of return. If somebody okay. guarantees you a rate of return, they are lying to you. So what did you say earlier when you're looking at stocks and bonds? Oh, buy low, sell high. Yeah. So you're going to buy at the bottom do. of the market and then you sell at the top of the market. Although the market's been doing really great. So you're not really low right now, but if it continues to go higher, you know, you're in good shape. But diversification really helps shore up those, those uncertainties a little bit. Um, still no guarantee, but it could help. And um, if you're investing in bonds, laddering your bonds is a good idea. And that is... When you buy bonds at intermittent periods so that they mature at different times, so you always have that money coming in because you, you already know the length of time. Um, but if you're starting out, you're an experience, like I said, over and over again, have a financial planner and investment professional help you ask how much they're going to charge you because some people are going to promise you the moon, but the only money they're making is for themselves because they're going to charge you more than they're going to make you. So investor.gov. Got it. And then anybody who high pressure good. sales. Well, that's a red flag in any industry. A high pressure right. salesperson. Yeah. Not 
it's always a raise your eyebrow moment. So what did we, what did you learn today? what did you learn, Noel? I think, I mean, most of all, I learned the importance of having both stocks and bonds. I think that when normally when I hear or when we're talking about investing, I'm always just thinking more in terms of stocks because I do think that's more, it's like more of a buzzword, I think, that we just use. And I people like you probably use it meaning stocks and bonds and know all of this. So like know what it implies, but I've always only heard it and just kind of thought that that's what there was. But I definitely, it's important to have both and it's important to look at their safety, liquidity, and yield and to Great. balance them out Good. and choose the right safety, liquidity, and yield balance for you, but also if you plan on putting a good chunk of money into it, get professional help. Very good. You were listening. So any unanswered questions? No, I think I feel pretty good. This was a good. Thanks, mom. This was a good episode. I learned a lot. I hope so. I hope it was good. I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. I am sure you probably have unanswered questions. So of course, send us an email at askmymompod at gmail.com. So you want to take us out, Noel? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom Pod. You can email any questions to askmymompod at gmail.com. And of course, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Thank you.